0: The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, o Lord. After he had fed the people, Jesus made the disciples get into a boat and proceed him to the other side, while he dismissed the crowds. After doing so, he went up the mountain by him to, He went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When it was evening, he was alone there. Meanwhile, the boat, already a few miles offshore, was being tossed about by the waves, for the wind was against it. During the fourth watch of the night, he came toward them, walking on the sea. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified. It is a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. At once Jesus spoke to them, Take courage, it is I. Do not be afraid. Peter said in reply, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, Come. Peter got out of the boat and began to walk on the water toward Jesus. But when he saw how strong the wind was, he became frightened, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught Peter and said to him, O you of little faith, why did you doubt? After they got into the boat, the wind died down. Those who were in the boat did him homage, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise
1: Praise
0: to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Frustration, stress, duress. Those emotions tend to bring out the worst in us. When we are upset or frustrated with something, we can say or do something that under a normal state of mind we would never say or do to even someone we love. We can also see, especially in the abhorrent acts of racism and violence that happened in Charlottesville yesterday, that when people are angry and frustrated and allow that to become their operative lens of viewing the world, they can take up absolutely abhorrent views of other human beings. To be clear, any act of racism is anywhere and always intrinsically evil and opposed to the gospel. We are all created in the image and likeness of God and to be treated as such. But our job as Christians is not simply just to condemn, it's to try and understand our brothers and sisters, and to try and understand what leads to these kinds of things, so that not only can we help them, but so that we can, in our own lives, prevent ourselves from giving in to that easy temptation of just letting that anger, that frustration, that stress, duress to take hold and to lead our lives. And we see this tension, this struggle to be led by the light of Christ versus the tension of the world in the boat in the gospel today. The apostles are on a boat. It is the fourth watch of the night. For those of you not, uh, who don't know uh, how Romans used to keep time, the fourth watch of the night was from 3 to 6 in the morning. So they've been out there for a long time, fighting against the wind to no avail. I can only imagine what they were saying to one another. And then Jesus comes to them, walking on the water, and they do what any one of us would have done. They freak out. They scream, they yell. They don't know what is going on. Clearly it can't be Jesus. Clearly it can't be anything other than a ghost. They don't know what to do. They cling to what they can rationalize. And yet it is Jesus. And they should recognize that because earlier in the Gospel of Matthew, in the 8th chapter, Jesus is in the boat with them during a storm. And what does Jesus do? He calms the seas. They know Jesus. They know what he's capable of, and yet they are still upheld and clinging to their fear, to their frustration, to their stress. In our church today, in our world today, we need to be signs against those times. We see the divide that happens in our world politically, socially. We see it also within our church, where different understandings of ecclesiology and all of these things can affect and divide who we are as brothers and sisters. And yet, and those are important. But perhaps the the storm, the wind that is blowing hardest against us is the one that we are most afraid to talk about and perhaps talk about the least. And that is this, and I've mentioned it before, is that the Catholic Church in the United States is hemorrhaging members. Hemorrhaging members. The reality of it is this, on Wednesday, the freshmen will move in on campus. Those who identify as Catholic, if statistical averages hold, The freshmen who show up on Wednesday, 75 to 80% of them will have absolutely nothing to do with the Catholic Church for the rest of their lives when they leave in four years. This is a strong wind blowing against the church. And the challenge for each of us is to respond to it. To not just cling and say, well, we're already doing a great job. You know, this is a welcoming place. We do so much. We have to be willing, like Peter, to look at this, to trust in the Lord and to try new things, to not cling to our fears and our frustrations and our, you know, whatevers, but to get up, to go off, to listen to the Lord, to take courage, to not be afraid, and to go after Him. In the second reading from the letter to the Romans, Paul tells us that he wishes he could be cut off from his Jewish brothers and sisters, why? because they have been so terrible to him. He is preaching the truth in Christ Jesus, and they have beaten him up. They've thrown him out. They have treated him like dirt. And yet he reminds us, he reminds them that God has blessed us so much. And so yes, there are challenges. Yes, there are difficulties, not only in our church, but in the world, but God is with us. God walks with us. We wouldn't be here Unless God loved us, unless God had touched us in some way, shape, or form. And to be honest, because I know some students are back, you wouldn't be here unless someone in your life dragged you here because they loved you so much and they loved Jesus. This is the reality of it, is that Jesus Christ over all is what St. Paul says. God gives us so much, and yet he continues to give us more and more, and asks more and more of us. Peter jumps into the water, follows Jesus. Nobody else does that, and what does Jesus say? Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? Why? Because he wants more and more. He's gonna ask more and more of us, and we're gonna give it freely, lovingly, and willingly, If it's Christ Jesus, we seek. If it's Christ Jesus, we follow. And this is the beauty of it all, is that we're all called to jump out of the boat. It's not just the one Peter amongst us. We are all called to Peter, and we're all called to listen to our Peter right now. And Pope Francis is our Peter. And Pope Francis tells us in his uh, Apostolic Exhortation, Evangelii Gaudium, that we are called to a pastoral ministry not of conservation, Not of just keeping this building open, not of just making sure the lights are on and that there are some people here, but a pastoral ministry of missionary pastoral ministry. Of going out, of each and every one of us jumping out and bringing the love, the goodness, the beauty, the truth of Jesus Christ to people. And this doesn't mean banging it over the head. It doesn't mean yelling at people. What does it mean? It means loving people, being their friends, helping them see life as it should be in Christ Jesus. And this is why we in campus ministry this year, and you'll see it in the bulletin this week, are bringing focus missionaries, the Fellowship of Catholic University students to campus. We will have five, two men and three women, focused missionaries here on campus. And their job is to do just that, to go out on campus to make friendships with people, to be the leaven in the world, and to help these people realize that in these friendships, in the love of Christ Jesus, that they can be their best selves. They can contribute and change the world in a meaningful and powerful way. But it's not just for the missionaries to do that. It's a call for each and every one of us to do that. And it starts, as we hear in the first reading from the book of Kings, by listening to God, by seeking after him, not in the big and popular and opulent things of this world, but in the gentle breeze, in the way that he speaks in our heart, in those five minutes of thanksgiving that we give at the end of Mass, to let God who dwells now within us speak his simple and loving word in our heart, to help us realize that those friends, those family members who aren't here right now, they need us to love them, They need us to bring them the gospel because if we can't do it, if we can't jump out of the boat, who will? And so, as Jesus told us last week, take courage, it is I, do not be afraid. The Lord has great things in store for this world. We, as the people of God, as the body of Christ, have the ability, because we are temples of the Holy Spirit, to confront these abhorrent views within our society to help our brothers and sisters who are falling away from the church, and to change the world, to make it a world where the light of Christ, where Jesus walks on the water of our hearts, and he helps us, he guides us, and each one of us, in our own way, in our friendships, and our relationships, can help other people say, truly, Jesus, you are the Son of God.